This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Welcome back to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking today with two of my colleagues from Anderson Center for Autism, Josh Hidalgo, who is a behavior specialist in our adult services program, and Tiffany Scarrett, staff development specialist, which is an administrative role um, here at Anderson. And um, it's been a really great conversation so far. So thank you both for what you're hearing. Um, so Tiffany, um, I want to make sure that we give the career tracks program, which, which Josh is currently following and has kind of, I think provided, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, but it seems like it created a nice structure for you really from day one, when you were an intern and then became an Anderson team member to kind of move your career forward, which is what it's for. (laughs) Um, So that's great. I always love that. Um, But Tiffany, I remember that I remember you coming down to our suite and, you know, we had flyers to look at and we had language to figure out and we had colors to choose, but really the idea was solid in your head in terms of what career tracks would be used for, um, for whom it was created, how it was going to be um, uh, initially shared with new team members to show them the possibilities and, and provide uh, encouragement and motivation. So can you just give us a, maybe a larger summary or something about the program itself? Yeah. So, um, you know, back when we first met, we were, you know, starting to roll this out and just to kind of say a little bit about the career tracks is that this isn't really anything, um, new to Anderson. It's just now more formalized. It has a title to it. We've always promoted our, uh, team members have professional growth to achieve that career or where they want to be, whether it's, you know, staying in the field of direct support, moving into management and leadership, having something a little bit more focused, like being in the behavior services department, and then so on and so forth. But now it's an actual, it's more of a visual. How can you get from point A to point B? How can I get from this position to that position? And what's good about the career tracks is you can be just like Joshwin and kind of go literally from step one to step where he is, where he (laughs) did. He went from, you know, that uh, the TA, the intern TA Mm -hmm. all the way upward, or it's okay to start in the middle there. You could be already at a, you know, a, a management position and decide that your path has changed. And now you're interested in the field of nursing or the field of ABA. And that's what's so great about the career tracks is that it is geared towards the team member, the person, what their interests and goals are. Um, Since we last spoke, we have uh, solidified a little bit more the addition of the IT tracks, so the information technologies track. Nice. And we have also, uh, you know, gathered all the information and what steps that you could quote unquote take to becoming a registered nurse um, here at Anderson. So those are two additional tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ones that we previously discussed were anything related to the special education field. So that's the teacher aide, teacher assistant, teacher, things of that nature. Uh, The track that, you know, Joshua took, which was behavioral services. And again, that that has a, a huge variety of steps 
within that track alone. Um, and then management and leadership. So that's going for either in the residential aspect, uh, manager, coordinator, shift supervisor, and also within that, a little bit of a component of what Joshua experienced, which was that res- residential behavior specialist or an RBT, a registered behavior technician. So there's so many opportunities for our staff to take advantage of. Thank you for that. That's exciting. I'm so thrilled about the IT and the nursing as well. That's something that I know we've seen for many, many years. Um, yeah. It's a natural movement, especially from, I think, residential and maybe educational um, program roles into nursing um, here. I, we've seen a lot of people kind of do that on their own. So it's great that we have a, a structure and a, um, a, a specific track for that. Yeah, that comes um, directly from our team members. When you ask oh, them, like, okay. what are your interests? What are you going to school for? You know, where is your path? And we have that here already. We have IT, we have nurses, so why not? Right. So that's interesting that you said that. Um, it sounds like you pulled, when you were putting these together, that you pulled information directly from our current team members about what would, that, that just makes sense sort of marketing-wise, you want to give people what they want, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so did you have conversations um, with team members about that helped you and in, helped inform this? this so we created, we created a career track profile, which um, is begun during the orientation process. And, you know, you're gathering information from the team member of, what are their interests? Are they currently going to school for something? Um, you know, these are the paths that we frequently hear about or educational partnerships that we have. And if there's something that is not listed on there, you know, we want to know about it. Are you interested in uh, things related to human resources, finance? Again, IT and nursing was one of the things that were more frequently of interest, which is why it was a no-brainer to add that. Great. That's good to know. Um, Josh, I want to go back to you just for a couple minutes. Um, you, your career so far at Anderson has taken you from a recreation um, intern where uh, internship where you said that you got a chance to work on some Special Olympics programs. And um, I was recently at West Point for a um, my son's soccer game was out there. So it was the uh, first time I've been to West Point since I went to the big spring games, I think, that are usually there or have been there in the past. Um, when I went to that event, to the the, the Special Olympics um, Games at West Point, I remember being so unexpectedly impacted by what I saw. First of all, it was way bigger than Anderson. I mean, our Blue Knights had a beautiful presence there, and they did well, and, and staff-wise and, and family-wise, there was a lot of us there. But it was it just got me, like, standing there and watching all of these athletes, especially... Um, I think what really impacted me the most was the age range that I saw there, that there's these little kids and then there's, um, you know, young adults and, and, um, and adults, but then there were these very much older um, gentlemen. I remember watching participating in a track event. Um, and I just, for me, that was a huge takeaway. It really opened my eyes to things that happen in our field, but way beyond the walls of Anderson. I'm curious if there was something specific um, when you were in the rec department as an intern that kind of touched you or that you kind of keep with you as a memory of that time. I would honestly have to say the same as you. When I went to Special Olympics, that was my first time really being ingrained in like, you know, working with people on the spectrum or with developmental disabilities. And it was just, you know, 
very eye-opening to me because as I said, this was the first time I've walked into anything like this and seeing the amount of individuals around with, you know, different talents and different niches that they specifically, you know, are good at, you know, there's people who are good at throwing, you know, a baseball, people who are good at running, like all of those things were just really mind boggling to me because, you know, in the media, that's not really always portrayed to us. And finally going out to the Special Olympics and seeing these individuals, these adults, these children, all essentially being what we say is normal, you know, having a great time and, you know, being, you know, being able to participate in something so big and so widely appreciated by that community that I wish, you know, more people got to see that, you know, I, especially coming from like the Bronx and whatnot and, you know, watching movies and seeing all these different things about way the way people on the spectrum or with developmental disabilities are portrayed and finally being able to see that it's like, guys, you know, we've been doing something wrong in the media for a long time now. We should be, you know, showing these individuals doing things that we all do, because at the end of the day, we're all people, too. And people need to remember that. I think that's the biggest thing that so, that took me away being there is that, hey, individuals on the spectrum, um, people with develop, developmental disabilities, they're people too. And we have to treat these individuals the same exact way you would treat anybody else. They're no different than you and I having a conversation and talking. You know, some may have some difficulties here and there, but at the end of the day, we're all people. We're all living through very different experiences. And I think that was the biggest moment for me was going to Special Olympics and finally realizing that for the first time and then continuing to learn more and more going through Anderson and the career track and being here for so long. And that's one of the things that's been ingrained with me since then. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, and and now you've brought that memory and that experience and and all of what you just shared to so many people because you've had the opportunity to work um, as a team member in the children's program and now you work in the adult services program where there are some differences but i think rather we just don't have very much time left and i don't really want to take away from what you just shared um i was going to ask you if you have any advice um or a message that you'd specifically like to tell the listeners um you know if they're considering either a career in this field or um, or applying for one of the positions that are available at Anderson right now. Is there anything beyond what you just said so beautifully <laughs> that you would uh, that you would want them to know? Um, my advice is, um, you know, be a people person. Um, be if you're very extroverted, come here. You know that that's my biggest thing. I'm a very extroverted person. I like interacting, meeting new people, and if that's what you like to do, you get to meet a variety of different people just between team members, but also individuals on the spectrum. You will be surprised by the things these guys or females will say to you, they'll do. It's just an amazing experience. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. And if you're looking for something very different from the mold, I think coming to Anderson will definitely provide that for you. All right. I don't know, man. You're going to give me a run for my money on this uh, on this podcast. <laughs> um, that is a wonderful way to to finish our interview. Um, Tiffany Scarrett, uh, behavior. I'm sorry, <laughs> getting it wrong. See you through me, Josh. Um, <laughs> Tiffany Scarrett, staff development specialist and Josh Hidalgo, um, behavior specialist at Anderson. I, I just want you both to know how proud I am to work alongside you. Um, Josh, just hearing your experience so far, it really leaves a smile on my face. And I'm so pleased 
that you are here and a member of our team um, and encouraging others to follow your path. Tiffany, thank you for everything that you do to help new team members um, adjust and, and come here and see the opportunities that we avail to them and, um, and to be part of the team. I love it. And, and thanks to you both for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you again. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the radio show. You're very welcome. Thank you. This is 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in New York. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And now, 1 in 54 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I am very pleased to be speaking with two of my colleagues from Anderson Center for Autism. We have Tiffany Skerritt, who is a staff development specialist on a return visit to the show. Hi, Tiffany. Good morning. And we also have Josh Hidalgo, who is a behavior specialist in Anderson. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. It's nice to have you both on the show. Um, I can see your smiling faces because we're on Zoom, but everyone else will just have to trust me that people look bright and shiny and very happy to be here today (laughs) um, because they will just hear our voices. So um, I'm really excited to have you both on. um, And what we're going to be doing today is talking uh, mostly asking you questions, Josh, about your experience, um, both currently as a behavior specialist, but also sort of your journey so far at Anderson. Um, And um, I know that part of what we're going to touch on has to do with our career tracks program. And Tiffany, as a staff development specialist, I know you were heavily involved in creating that program, promoting that program, and now managing it and introducing it to our orientees as they come in the doors. Um, so we're going to cover a lot of that stuff, um, hopefully by you sharing some experiences and stories about what it's been like for you. Um, so let me start with you, Josh. Um, can you just tell us how long you've been at Anderson? What, if any, other roles you've had with us um, before becoming a behavior specialist and how it's going so far? Sure. Um, so I've been with Anderson for a total of six years now and counting. Um I initially came to Anderson as an intern while working on my associate's degree in human services. Um, I interned with Anna, Anna LaFerrier. She is one of the uh, rec coordinators. I spent a good deal of time there. And that was my first exposure to children on the spectrum. And I got to assist with um, the Special Olympics during that time. Um, it was a great experience. I had a great time there. And then Anna kind of like led me on and guided me to, you know, becoming recruited by the agency. Um, so from there, I started as a teacher assistant 
or teacher aide. I mean, I started off as a teacher aide and then moving forward, you know, spending some time here. I went through the career tracks and I went through the uh, teacher assistant program. So I went to um, some of the seminars and whatnot, and I became a teacher assistant while while still in school getting my human services degree. And then once I was moving on to my undergraduate studies at SUNY New Pulse, I switched on over to the direct support professional role. And during those two years working on my undergrad in psychology, um, I learned a little bit more about ABA as it was presented to me when I was in Duchess by one of my professors. And then in Dutch, once I uh, moved on over to SUNY New Pulse, I tried to dig a little bit deeper considering I had already been with the agency two to three years at this point when I went to Newport. So I was learning more and more about ABA and continue to move forward with that particular career path. Um, I ended up finishing my bachelor's degree at SUNY Newport back in 2018. And immediately after that, I learned about the residential behavior specialist role. And in that role was kind of where I got my footing into leading where I currently am into the behavior spe specialist role out in adult services. I spent most of my years in children's services. I've only been with adults since July of this year of 2021. And it's been a great journey. Um, I, as I was saying, I learned a lot in the residential behavior specialist position. Um, that's really where I got my footing um, and really got to implement some of the ABA techniques that I had learned coming through the agency and in school and whatnot. Even during that time, while I was in the residential behavior specialist role, that's when Anderson had rolled out the Manhattanville College program, and they were offering the 50% off for the Manhattanville College ABA program. So I jumped right into that. Um, I took full advantage of that, uh, that discount to go to Manhattanville, and I just finished up my master's in August. And... <clears throat> will be sitting for my board certified behavior analysis uh, um, test very soon. Um, in February, I'll sit for the exam and then I'll be able to fully call myself a board certified behavior analyst once I complete that test. So Anderson has really pushed me <laughs> on through the rankings all these years on and it's been a great experience. This is awesome. Um, I don't know, Tiffany, just stories like this just make you want to cry of joy like you... <laughs> I'm really excited. I, I, you know, I've known Joshua since he was uh, a TA. I didn't really get to see a lot of him when he was an intern because obviously it was more in the, the recreation uh, department. But, you know, I've known Joshua since we were both TAs at the same time. And it's exciting to see people, you know, get to where they want to be and you feel happiness for them. Yeah, I, I just I just was grinning more and more as you spoke, Josh, um, because part of it is, again, because I can see you, but also because just just hearing your voice, I mean, the pride that you must have for yourself and your accomplishments and um, and just the the enthusiasm to keep going after it. And you did one of my favorite things that I haven't had a chance to highlight in a long time. But you said yes. You said yes almost every time something was offered to you. And that I've always told people that to me is the key to success because it doesn't really matter, you know, what path you're on, where you work, what you do. But if you say yes to opportunity, even if you're not 100% sure, even if you're scared, 
you're giving yourself a whole new level of, of um, choices to make and for experiences to have. And I'm just thrilled, especially that last one when, you know, all of a sudden, then they rolled out the Manhattanville program. And of course I jumped on that. Think about the people who may not have jumped on that or what might've happened and how, where you'd be if you hadn't. So I'm just, I'm just like, congratulations and well done. Bravo. Um, I'm very excited for you. And of course, um, good luck on your exam in February. (laughs) Um, Sounds to me like you'll, you'll, uh, go at that. No problem. Um, So I've been at Anderson for 15 years. You probably in your six years have had about as many roles here as I have. (laughs) Um, But I can say, and I know Tiffany, you've also, you just um, talked about it a little bit that you were a TA and you've had multiple positions here at Anderson and been in different departments. Yeah. So the three of us um, have that in common. And I'm curious from both of your perspectives, what's a positive or a few positives that you would share about just, um, taking your career down that particular track where it's not, you know, one and done. And this is what I'm always going to do, which is perfect for some people, but the three of us obviously went a different way. So Josh, what would you say, you know, would be a positive and um, for you in doing that? Um, I think the most positive thing is the, the people I was surrounded by on my way up the ladder. I had a lot of positivity with management, um, a lot of positivity with my staff members that I worked with, um, just giving me that push to, you know, go further. And even my personality myself, like I like to be challenged here and there. I don't like to be stuck doing the same thing over and over again. So, you know, moving from the TA to the residential um, position to then moving to the behavior specialist position um, residentially, and then moving to adults and doing the behavior specialist position has really opened my eyes to a lot of different things. I've gotten, you know, a lot of different experiences, been able to connect with a lot of different people. And I think that's been the most positive aspect, even, you know, recently the opportunity I got to go to a conference up in Albany called the NYSABA. And I was able to interact with, you know, Gina Feliciano and a couple other um, administration people that I typically don't get to interact with and have conversations with and kind of get a broader look at behavior analysis from their scope of view, you know, because they've been doing this for years on end. And, you know, it's nice to get some of that insight and everyone is just so helpful and positive. And it's just great having a lot of that positivity around. And that's what's really kept me around with the agency for so long is that the people I interact with have been genuine. And I feel like, you know, the care come through from each of the people I have interacted with and met. That's awesome. Yeah. Your positivity is making yeah. people stick around for another 30 years right now. That's great. <laughs> Um, awesome, Josh. Thank you, Tiffany. What would you say? You you had um, you can share your experience where you know how long you've been here and and what you've done. Um, so I've been here for uh, thirteen years in October, and like I said before, I started as uh, the teacher aide, moved into the teacher assistant role in the education center. Um, I moved into a program that is now called the graduate program, uh, previously known as the transition department, which was geared more towards our individuals who are awaiting their adult placement. So working on some different skills than in the, uh, you know, generic classroom, Uh, that role, just like, you know, Joshman had said, you know, that opened up a role that had never existed, which was the graduate program supervisor. And yeah, there was a lot of fear and the unknown and the ability to be able to say yes to that is you have to jump on that Mm -hmm. Um, because that I think really opened up the opportunities for everything else um, for me to, to take advantage of. Um, I think what's most exciting is that, you know, for us specifically who have been in the direct support field, 
then moved into, you know, somewhat of a, of a supervisory role, because that is almost what the RBS position is, is you're helping support the individuals, but you're supporting the staff to support the individuals. So you're like that, you know, middle, middle management area type, type role. And, and then now to move into, you know, your, your roles above that, all of the challenges and the roadblocks and the, you know, the hype to get up there really makes you be successful in the role that you're in now, mm-hmm. which is exactly what the career tracks is meant to do is to get you where you need to be at the end and be most successful. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad we have it. I'm glad we have people saying yes to the opportunities that it affords. Um, I'm thrilled that you both are, you know, two of my colleagues here at Anderson, along with the approximately what eight, 900 people who, who also work here. But I think you both demonstrate, um, and I'm proud to say that I feel it every day. The, the opportunities here at Anderson are really boundless. Um, as long as you have that understanding that when an opportunity comes along, if, if you're interested in it, you know, say yes. Um, so I think that's a good place to take a really short break. And then when we come back, I want to get into some of the more detailed aspects of the Career Tracks program, Tiffany. And also, Josh, I just want to hear more of, you know, what you're doing now, what you like about it, maybe some future goals. Um, And then unfortunately, it'll be done quickly. But this is great. And thank you for being on the show. We'll be right back. This is One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozanski. We'll be right back. You've been listening to One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 